What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Oh, yeah. How about that? Starting the show with the Fantasy Cops. What's up, everybody? Welcome to your Saturday mailbag. Hope you're watching live or watching on YouTube on this Friday afternoon. Adam Azer and Dan Schneier answering your Apple Podcast questions and your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Leave us a five-star Apple Podcast review. Dan, I've got, I think, mm-hmm. an egregious fantasy cops to start the show. You ready? Oh, boy. Good? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Usually we save the best for last. Let's hear it. This is from Anthony Silva, and he says, uh, Dear right. Gronk, Luck, Megatron, and Sanders. These are guys who left the right. league. Lions players. I no, finally get this. They're not. They're, Gronkowski, oh, no, Andrew Gronkowski Luck. and Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck Andrew Luck Lions? and Gronk. <laughs> Just listen. He even put in parentheses, guys who left the league early. Okay? Early retirees, mm-hmm. I guess we'd call them. A longtime league member is threatening to leave our Smitty City Fantasy Auction League because the draft is on his wedding anniversary. He got married the last weekend of August, which is very inconvenient for fantasy. (laughs) We have accommodated him for years, but multiple people are flying in, so the draft date can't be changed. He has until Saturday to either designate a proxy, quit the league, or we are kicking him out. Is this too harsh? Is fantasy more important than friendship? Please give us your advice. This is an interesting one, Adam, because I feel like this has gone over in my league every single offseason. We have an unbelievably hard time figuring out a draft date, and we never hit a Saturday. We're lucky to get a Sunday, and for us, it's still a live draft for most of us because we still live in the New Jersey area with like three call-ins. And now there were weddings like every summer. And so like we always had a problem. But I will say this. And now this is a similar situation to one league member of mine who has his wife's birthday on the weekend we like to do the draft. And he calls in every time. Can he just call in for this? Because we do call-ins. But I guess I guess this is like a situation where he needs the whole day to himself with his wife. Um, so... Yeah, I think he just has to find a proxy. That's the fair thing to do. We always have, we've done that in the past. We've had proxies. One time a proxy won the league for us. Like mm. a proxy came in drafted for someone and then they won the league. Yeah, find a proxy. But but the other thing I'd say is yeah. anniversaries, to me anyway, they rank pretty uh-huh. low on the list of things that you need to celebrate. <laughs> like like his wife, I think, should just let him go to the draft. The, the anniversary. Does your me, wife listen to the podcast, Adam? I don't think she would care that much, honestly. Like, Does it, she listen to the pod, though? No, but I don't think okay. she would care. A, a birthday? I would never miss my wife's birthday if I didn't have to. But anniversaries? Like, okay, whatever. I mean, <laughs> you don't even know about other people's anniversaries. It's not like like a date that people have circled. They're, they're posting on your Facebook wall or something like that. It's just, I, that's this take's going to get me in some hot water for sure. But for me, you I just mean, go apparently to the draft. not, because your wife apparently doesn't listen to the pod, which is news <laughs> to me and also no, very devastating to hear. <laughs> I wonder how other people feel about that, but of all the things that we celebrate, 
the okay, fifth anniversary, tenth anniversary, something significant, sure, but just an anniversary. It's not. I don't know. It's not that to me. It's not really that big of a deal. <laughs> so <laughs> this is gonna get you killed. Yeah, yeah. Good old, good old Adam says uh, one commenter. He's a classy man, but one person says I'm making good points. Right, making so, good points. The other guy says yeah, it's not worth like leaving the league. But if you can never make the draft, then yeah, then you can't be part of the league. So you gotta do something. You got. Designate right. the proxy. It can't be a and more one-time solution is a proxy, but that can't keep happening. Right. Yeah, that's fantasy cops for you. That's me. Oh, well, I'm really regretting this. I don't know if that's just yeah. Like, that was like, a mistake. <laughs> I'm not worried about my wife. She won't care. It's it's audience members that are going to be mad at me that I'm, I'm worried about. <laughs> but uh, more importantly, Dan, I was talking to your parents the other day. They wanted me to ask you, when are you going to get married? Uh, that's going to happen. Not anytime soon. <laughs> All right, come on, man. You're getting up there. You got, you got to settle down. Yeah. Do you have to? <laughs> you deserve it, Dad. All right. Just don't get okay. married in August. Adam we've, playing therapist today for me. We've got, uh, we've got our draft. In my life. We've got our draft a thon. It's uh, August 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a live stream with no commercials. Can I host six straight hours without a bathroom break? I doubt it, but I will try. Uh, but more importantly, we're going to be raising money for St. Jude, not just that night, but the entire month of August. Go to tinyurl.com slash donate and see all the things that we have available on that page right now. You can get into mock drafts. You can have private Zoom calls with our talent. You can have spots on this podcast. You can be on FFT. Go to tinyurl.com slash FFT donate. Let's see. Guest appearance on FFT right now is and going by the to way, 234 All, all proceeds go to St. Jude. All 100% of proceeds go to St. Jude. Exactly. So this is a great cause. We, we raised $22,000 with the FFT open, but that's just a fraction of what we want to raise. So... Um, yeah, help us out. We also have live streams every Tuesday night, YouTube exclusive, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. And these are great because you might have a non-PPR mock draft coming up or a super flex mock draft coming up. And all of these live streams are different format mock drafts. And if we don't talk about it enough on our show, head over to our YouTube channel, watch a live stream, check out the draft board and all the analysis, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. All right, let's go through the news and notes, and then we'll do the emails and Apple Podcast questions. There's still no timetable for Jonathan Taylor's return, but head coach Shane Steichen is hopeful that he'll be back with the team soon. Anything you want to say about Jonathan Taylor? When would you take him, Dan? I just finally put together my tiers for the first time this offseason, and I know some people have been asking about him, so I'll probably try to release them on... I guess Twitter or something because I can't put them up on the site. I have Taylor currently ranked in my second tier of running backs as my RB10 overall. I did not like him originally for reasons being I think Richardson might steal some red zone looks. I think that offense might be punting a lot. But as I looked a little deeper into the schedule, it's a really, really uh, running back friendly schedule for Jonathan Taylor. And he didn't have that last season. And I think that could be a good situation for him as well. Um, just to just to really help him out as we get into the, especially the playoff weeks where I think it's two Texans matchups, mm. um, if I'm not mistaken. So I moved him up to RB10. I don't have any concern at all that he'll be holding out. Jonathan Taylor, I am not seeing that. He has Houston in week two. And okay, maybe I was looking 18. at wrong. No, he's okay, got him in week 18, but he has week, he has the the Raiders in week 17. No. This should be a good matchup. Um, but, yeah, uh, I might have mis- mistaken mistaken my backs there. Sorry, guys. No, that's all right. I mean, there's a mix of good he and bad. He does have matchups. an easy schedule overall. That I can confirm. Uh, Rashad Bateman's off the pup list. George Kittle is out already, He's but he's only out about a week with an adductor strain. What do you make of all this Kenny Ooh. Gainwell stuff? Uh, Kenny Gainwell is Kenneth Gainwell, yeah. Kenny Gainwell, whatever you want to call him. He's getting a lot of buzz as an early downs back for the Eagles. Do you buy it? I do buy it because... Kenny Gainwell had a really nice postseason run. And we saw two two off seasons ago, last offseason, where Shane Steichen, or not, not Shane Steichen, where, um, why am I blanking on the, the head coach of the Eagles? Nick right? Sirianni. Sirianni was like wearing the Gainwell shirt and being like, I love Gainwell. He's one of those glue players for them. And he's going to get a little bit more of an opportunity this year. 
I don't think he's going to be a lead back or anything, but I think he's going to eat into the workload of both Penny and DeAndre Swift and makes that situation a lot more complicated. Okay. All right. But we're not buying into he's the starting running back or anything like that. No. And starting, no. look, he might get the first snap, but he's not the lead back. Okay, uh, Sky Moore appears locked into that starting slot role for the Chiefs. He's also on the field in two receiver sets, as we talked about on the wide receiver preview. Arizona quarterback Clayton Clayton Toon could start some games, according to NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal. How about Kyler Murray? Can we get something on Kyler Murray? Man, has that been a mystery. Yeah. Uh, Just a handcuff note, Chris Evans is reportedly ahead of Chase Brown as a backup running back in Mm -hmm. Cincinnati. And that could mean that there's really no good handcuff for Joe Mixon. Or it could mean that it's Chris Evans. Yep. Or it could mean that it's eventually Chase Brown. But, you know, it's not a surprise for the veteran to be ahead of the rookie this point in training camp. Uh, P- Pittsburgh wide receiver Calvin Austin is having a good training camp. Deep league name to know he might be a slot guy for them. And how about Tank Dell? We had two preseason games Thursday night, which is last night for us. If you're listening, I know there was a lot on Friday. That obviously hasn't happened yet. But... I don't know that. I can't ignore it. I can't ignore Tank Dell because it's not just what he did in the preseason yesterday. It was the mini camp, the training camp, all the buzz that he's generated since joining the Texans. And I think worthy a worthy late round flyer here. Uh, your thoughts on Tank Dell? Yeah, Tank Dell is a, one of the players I had an opportunity to scout and write up for our fantasy draft profiles, which would come out every April. Me and Dave Richard hit them all up. And Tank Dell had some of the best film of any wide receiver in this class. One of the few players I thought on film, in addition to Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, who won at all three levels, the short, the intermediate, and the deep way, and the and the deep area of the field. The only reason Tank Dell wasn't drafted high is because of his size. And he would be an outlier to hit because if you look at the players of his size and his BMI who've actually made in the NFL, the list is one or two players total. So he has to be an outlier for sure. But everything he does on film is win. Like he is an unbelievable route runner. And something that was interesting is people said, oh, look at his body type, Adam. He has to play the slot in the NFL. Well, he played 14 of 18 snaps, I believe, on the outside last night, including that amazing back shoulder touchdown catch he made. He's a real talent. The issue for me with Tank Dell as a late round flyer, Adam, is I'm very, very concerned with CJ Stroud's ability to move the offense in year one. CJ Stroud to me looked unbelievably uncomfortable in that game. <laughs> terrible. He took a ton of sacks at Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? He looked terrible. I mean, he I took mean, a ton of means, sacks at Ohio State to me, first of all, you know, but what'd you say? I'm not, I'm just, I, I'm not going to overreact to his, you know, first preseason. Game, I'm not going to base it on that, but I'm going to base it on how he was under pressure at Ohio State, which didn't happen often because he had two elite tackles, one who was drafted in the top 10, the other who was drafted like around late, a round or two later just because he was a little overweight, <laughs> Dewan Jones. But he had unbelievable, and he had center, Luke Whipple. Like he had an unreal line there at Ohio State. That's not going to be the case right now uh, with the Texans outside of Tunsil. So I don't know. I just have a big concern with that offense moving the football. And I'm, I'm honestly, after watching that performance, and not just that performance, just thinking about rookie quarterbacks in year one, Many have struggled, Adam, Trevor oh, Lawrence yeah. included. Oh, yeah. um, so I don't know. I don't love the offense. Okay. Got a uh, Twitter poll up about how big of a deal is your wedding love anniversary. Tank so let's see how that. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that was a mistake by you. I just want to make sure I'm not alone in that. Uh, all right, we'll take a You're break here. No, I don't think so. So far, the results are, are, are in my favor. Uh, we'll take oh, a break. Yeah. When we come back, emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Please put the letter I in there, and we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. First email is from Anna. She says, I I think you can get this, Dan. 
Deer, Jordy, Randall, okay. and Donald. Okay. Packers receivers. Very good. Uh, 14, Finally. 14 team full PPR. I have the third pick, and I'm thinking I'll have to choose from McCaffrey, Chase, Cup, Eckler, and Tyreek Hill. Who would you take third overall if Jefferson and who's Bijan, I'm guessing she thinks is going to be second, are off the board? I like McCaffrey in that spot, personally. Uh, The way I look at it is this. There's, what do I have it at? Let's look at my tiers real quick. At running back, I have nine nine running backs i'm comfortable within that bell cow row and i like a hero running back approach i'm not going to get one if i don't take mccaffrey or any of them there on the comeback so instead i'll take one here and i'll load up a receiver with my second and third round picks 14 team league i'm more likely to take a running back there because uh yes yeah i just it's going to dry up pretty quickly by the time you get to the 26th pick whereas i think at receiver you're still going to have the olave smith higgins group um, you might be able to get two of them. So I'd go McCaffrey in, in your situation. 12-team league, I don't really have a set-in-stone top five, but if I had to do it, Jefferson's definitely one for me in a PPR league. And then I'm probably, yeah, you know what? It is Jefferson Chase one and two for me. I had Eckler as RB1. After the RB preview, I think I'm going to just go back to McCaffrey. I feel like I'm getting a little bit too cute, especially since... The main point against McCaffrey is the presence of Elijah Mitchell, which is hardly ever there. Uh, so I'll go. Can McCaffrey I give you an interesting? Mm-hmm. Can I give you an interesting stat, Adam? Yeah. And this doesn't really impact my draft strategy because I'm not personally trying to find the best player in fantasy with my first round pick. I go for the opposite route. I've discussed this on the podcast before. I like to not lose in round one. Other people go for the you know go for the gusto, try to win. Listen to this: Justin Jefferson, kind of the consensus number one overall. If Justin Jefferson does finish as the number one overall player in fantasy this year, he will become just the sixth wide receiver since then. And this is courtesy of our of our uh, stats team. He will become the sixth wide receiver since 1970 merger to lead all non QBs and PPR fantasy points. And he would become just the third wide receiver since 1970 merger to lead all non QBs and non PPR points. Just think about that. Yeah. This is if you're going for the best player overall, it's not likely to be a wide receiver. It's almost always going to be a running back. Touchdowns, I think, are the big reason for that. But it, just keep in mind, it happened two seasons ago with Cooper Cup. Yeah, that was one of the six since yeah, 1970. I know. It's tough. I just wish... I wish McCaffrey and Eckler didn't have... If you his, get... I know, if they had more of a bell cow row. Well, Eckler should. No, it's not that. They, they just have some question okay. marks. Jefferson doesn't. So, I don't... Yeah, that's, I agree. That's I think, the reason... I think Jefferson is the I don't want to lose pick. Right, and that's right. good because that's what I'm yeah. doing too. But I'm just saying if you're going for the gusto and you want to go balls to the wall, I want first place, I don't care, then you might want to take a chance on one of these running backs. So I kind of agree with you. I just wish one of them didn't have as much warts. Honestly, the one who I think has the best chance to finish 1-1 might be Bijan. Oh, I uh, yeah, I, I love it. I can't do it in full PPR. I think Eckler and McCaffrey are going to crush him in catches, but, yeah. but in half or not. They will yeah. crush him. All right, let's go to our next email. It is uh, Mike Tavares. He says, um, even the guys were, oh, okay. He said, I, I listened to the wide receiver preview, and even though the guys were joking on Adam for Azer statting the top five wide receivers, I thought it was interesting how Chase seemed less dominant than the other four in the top five. This, does the consensus feel that he is going to take a third-year leap leading to his top two wide receiver ranking? Uh, is that maybe the consensus feels the way I'm not sure. I'll tell you how I feel about why I have him as my wide receiver two overall. The reason I have him there is simple NFL schematics. I've talked about this before. There's no way to play Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes anymore outside of two high shells. You cannot play man coverage with one safety over the top. So what happens in these two high shell looks with split safeties is wide receivers have to win press man on the outside. And Jamar Chase is better than almost every wide receiver, at least according to Matt Harmon, who charts these receivers, reception, reception, at beating press man coverage on the outside. And the rapport he has with Joe Burrow is as good as anyone in the NFL right now, I would say, with the exception of maybe Mahomes and Travis Kelsey at this point in time. So he could hit the back shoulder, he could hit the vertical go ball, 
maybe some in, in breakers, but either way, I just find their connection a little more unbeatable to me than let's say Tyreek Hill and Tua, who I don't know if Tua is going to uh, play out the whole season or Stefan Diggs and, and Josh Allen, who don't really have that same thing going on right now, in my opinion, at least, or didn't last year. Uh, and then maybe even CD lamb and Dak Prescott. Well, now that's another situation where I think we're not going to see the same, especially because lamb plays inside on the slot. So I just feel like Jamar chase has the best situation when it comes to rapport with the quarterback already built in, the system in place where I just think he's going to have a lot of nice outside looks. Okay. Uh, this is from Josh. He says, Hey, Mike, Henrik, and Igor. Let's feel like okay. hockey. Uh, something's that uh, Rangers goalies. Mm, okay. They're just goalies. Yeah. Mike Richter. Heinrich Lundqvist. I just think of Heinrich Lundqvist. It's the only Heinrich mm -hmm. I know. All right. 10 I think Igor's a goalie. Yeah, definitely. 10 team PPR super flex. <laughs> Uh, it's kind Neither of a, any clue about hockey. <laughs> uh, kind of a dynasty startup. It's super flex. Not sure if you would call it dynasty or keeper. We have a 22 man roster and 12 keepers. How would you go about what? this startup draft? Would you draft like a dynasty league where you keep your whole roster? What would you do differently? And 100 draft this like a dynasty. Adam, I don't think baked burgers are that bad of a take, but I would use a grill or a stovetop first. Okay, thank you. I'll address both here. Let me address the first part <laughs> uh, or the part that's more interesting to me. Baked burgers are a horrible take, okay? Why in the world would you want to dry out a burger by putting it in an oven? You don't dry it out. Have you ever had, Adam? You don't dry it out. And I bake How do you burgers. not dry it out? Because you don't. I mean, you don't dry. You put a lot of things. Oh, Devontae Adams. Someone explain that uh, to me. Because when I put grilled chicken on a stovetop or a grill versus when I put grilled chicken in an oven, there's a considerably drier taste coming out of the oven. Um, is that not the case for burgers? Obviously, I've never tried it. I'm not going to be crazy enough to put a burger in I an oven. I think I would but, agree it's drier, but it's not dried out. Okay. It's still, you just so don't, it's just don't a cook drier it too version. Long. Why would you ever want a drier burger, though? It's just That's the easier. question. It's like, you know what it is? It's not the league winner. It's the safe pick. It's the Jefferson, you know? No, but that's it, not a safe pick, though. That's it is not safe. a safe pick. It's hard Trying to out a up. burger is not, not safe. You know what that is? That's, that's Miles Gaskin in round five. That's, Mike Davis in round four. Oh. Remember when you did that? <laughs> All right, kidding. Josh, your other you question. I that. wouldn't, I don't know that I'd treat this as a dynasty startup. I mean, what's the point of taking? No, you have. Why? What? I don't know. With your late round picks, keepers. with your late round picks, you should be taking guys who can win now. Not, not these. That's fine. You go, I say you, maybe you go 15 potential keepers. Your first 15 rounds should be potential keepers. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. We have a question from Andrew. My friends and I have created a steel league. This will be our fourth season. Basic rules are if you win your weekly matchup, you get to steal a player from your opponent. You give a player from your team, but it has to be the same position. Running back for running back, tight end for tight end, etc. There is only a two-player bench in this league. By the end of the season, there are usually two stacked teams, but crazy things have happened where the last place team won and they went on a roll to win it all. It becomes everyone's favorite league. What do you think? You win a matchup, you swap player, you steal a player from that uh, team you beat, and you have to swap the positions, and you get a two-man bench. You like it? Not really. I'm gonna be honest. It just seems very gimmicky to me. I get it. Like it's it, okay. I, I like it if it, if I have other leagues that are competitive. Yeah, right. If this right. is my only league, and we switch to this format. I don't like it. I also think the buy-in should be pretty low for a league like this, just for fun, almost, or throw a little bit in, uh, buy you know something interesting, but not crazy because it's adding a ton of variance to this the, to fantasy football. There's already enough variance in this game, and we're adding even more variance. This one is from Sa Saeed. Uh, hello, Hawkeye, BJ, Frank, and Trapper. I had to look it up. That's when you me. hear the name Saeed, by the way, Adam, do you think of a TV show? Because I do. No. What do you think of? Uh, did you ever see Lost? No. I never okay, saw that's it. what I think of Saeed. There's a character named Saeed in Lost. You can't believe you never saw Lost. Yeah, I don't know, I'm not interested. Horrific uh, ending. One of the worst endings of, of in TV history. And by ending, I mean the entire final season. In my home league, I have the number two pick. This is half PPR, two receivers, and a flex, 12 teams. I already know the first pick is going to be McCaffrey. This league values running backs a lot more than most, so I expect more running backs to be gone by the time I'm picking again at the end of round two. Should I change anything, anything in my strategy or go with Justin Jefferson second overall? I would go with Justin Jefferson second overall. I would also look at this as an opportunity to kind of flash back to the 2015-2016 time of fantasy football when... Um, 
why am I blanking on his name right now? I can't believe I did this. Sean Siegel created the zero, a zero RB approach. And essentially the reason he was able to win the FFP, it was one of the FF, the high stakes leagues is because of his approach. And what it did is he zagged when others were zigging by taking all these receivers and just t- throwing late round dart throws on running back. I would use this as an opportunity to use that strategy. I would load up at receiver and then throw darts at running back late or not late, but in the middle rounds and throw multiple darts there. And I think you're going to have a chance to win this league by using that approach. Now, you might bottom out with this approach. That's the whole point of zero wide, zero running back. It's a high risk, high upside. But it's rare to find that opportunity anymore these days because everyone's starting to understand and realize the value of wide receivers. And that's why we've seen such a shift in drafts and in ADP because people are finally starting to get that you shouldn't load up at running back. It makes more sense to put your asset, the value, uh, you know, your valuable assets at wide receiver for a variety of reasons. So I think this is a good opportunity for you to just load up and get the best wide receiver core ever. Well, I think I would have a Jalen Waddle cutoff as I believe the 11th wide receiver off the board. And if you are fair, if you are confident that you can get Jalen Waddle in the second round, then I would actually probably take a running back in the first round. And it might be B. John Robinson because it's half PPR. If you have to get into Devontae Smith, T. Higgins, Chris Olave, then I would take Justin Jefferson. You seem to know your league better than I do. And if you don't think. If you think Waddle will be there, then I'd be thrilled with him. Uh, you would go Bijan over Eckler, Adam? So it's half PPR. So I'm debating that. It's a real big internal struggle okay. for me. Um, rookie running backs, man, like guys like Zeke and Barkley, like they just had, they, they were very high draft picks. We knew they were going to be used a lot, and they were just awesome. I, I don't have a lot of yeah. concern for Bijan Robinson, but that's fine. I, I pick. Pick uh, pick one of those running backs. I would probably go running back in your league if you think that you can get Waddle in the second round. Jefferson's a great pick, though. If you you know, either way. Uh, this is from Joe, and he says there's a big miss in the tight end preview. Not one word about Taysom Hill throughout the entire show. I don't even think I've ever heard his name said all off season. Is there a reason for this? <laughs> And he plays in a standard scoring league. Taysom Hill was, I believe, the fifth best tight end per game in standard scoring. So Jamie brought it up. Jamie said, why would they bring in Jamal Williams and still give Taysom Hill all of those touchdowns? They brought in Derek Carr. That means Taysom Hill is going to have fewer games where he throws a random passing touchdown. You know, they're going to be less gimmicky than they were with Andy Dalton last year. I think he's worth drafting in a, in a non PPR league, but that's, that is it. Yeah, I would say the same as you. It is interesting, though. I mean, he was super productive on a per-game basis, still has the qualification as a tight end, but I, I just wouldn't be able to trust him. I think the problem with him is the production is going to be unpredictable and hard to make him a weekly starter. And I just have other players, like even on the Saints, like Juwan Johns, I think he could be a, a better play overall than Taysom Hill. This one is from Jerry. 14-team PPR league. I'm drafting from the number two slot. The league championship is week 16. Given the favorable matchup against the Raiders, should I take Travis Kelsey with the number two overall pick so I can get that no. championship matchup against the Raiders? No, no, I think it's never a good idea to look forward to the schedule and make your decisions based on that, especially a first-round capital type of decision. Things change. There's injuries. Uh, matchups that look easy don't become easy. Things of that nature. Let's see what he did against the Raiders last year. Seven catches for 25 yards and four touchdowns in week five. And only six catches for 38 yards in week 18. So he actually had two of his worst yardage. The two two lowest yardage performances of his season against the Raiders. I don't remember if they were... I don't think they were sitting guys in week 17. I think they had to win that game to lock up the one seed in week 18, pardon me. All right, Dan, we got to take a break. When we come back... We'll look at the Twitter poll about the wedding anniversary, and I want your take (laughs) on what I said about preferring to have a league without one player who is so much more valuable than everyone else. I don't know if you're aware of this debate. I'm not aware of this debate. It's been a a busy week for me. Yeah, so I said I'd rather have a league where, like, kind of like last year where Jefferson was the best player, you know, the most valuable player, not the highest scoring because those are quarterbacks, but not not to the point where he was – you know, LaDainian Tomlinson or Christian McCaffrey or Todd Gurley or something like that. It was much more evenly spread out. He wasn't super elite. And I'd rather have a league like that. So I want to get your thoughts on that when we come back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. We are back. The uh, Twitter poll that I put up, Dan, was this is not about your team. This is about fantasy football in general. Is it better if there is, A, one player that is just so much more valuable than everyone else, like Tomlinson or McCaffrey of previous seasons, or B, right. no one player that is in his own tier? I got crapped on for this. And by who? Jamie and Heath. Oh, you don't want league winners? You don't want this? You know, like, it was completely, like, intentionally misinterpreting it. 66.2% of, of the Twitter respondents said they would rather have no one player in his own tier. What about yeah. you? I, I think this is pretty straight up. Of course I wouldn't want one player yeah. in his own tier in a fantasy league. Having said that, this is even more so true because the majority of our leagues are snake drafts. In snake draft football, snake draft fantasy football, which again, I compared to playing Madden on rookie mode versus auctions, which are all pro mode. It's completely unfair to have a player like McCaffrey yeah, or Tomlinson in snake drafts. No one has a chance at that player. In an auction where anyone could bid on them, that I'm more interested in because you could see you set the price. So he may go for 65, the next guy goes for 50. And now you have an interesting dynamic there where it's like, is it worth paying that extra 15 for that player? How much is it? And the league can determine that and decide it. In a snake draft where it's just random and somebody gets the first pick, of course I don't want that. So, uh, 100% pure mustard is the name of the YouTube commenter says that you was, hate mustard. Adam? That was Adam's worst take since hating on mustard. I don't like Wait anything. Wait a second, you hate mustard. I don't like anything spicy. It's I don't have anything against mustard. It's not like I don't I, like anything spicy. Right, it'd be one thing if I if oh, I liked a lot of spicy God. things but not mustard. I just don't like anything spicy. I can't believe you don't like anything spicy. I can't do it. It hurts take. me. It, it's it uh, hurts me. It's a physical oh thing. God. Don't make fun of my I never ailment. knew this about you. Don't make fun of my ailment. That's really inconsiderate. <laughs> this is not an ailment. This is psychological. It's not psychological. I can't do you it. You can get over it. Hold on. I have something to say. <laughs> All right. So Azer complained about this Mexican restaurant he went to. And of course he's going to complain if he doesn't like spicy food. Like, what do you get? Wait, that, uh, yeah, what did, I, co- what did I complain about? And you said it, it sucked. When was this? Recently or? like Yeah, like last week. Whenever the last time you went to a Mexican oh, restaurant. Oh, off the air I said that. It. Off the air. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it sucked. It was it was uh, really below. No, average. but what I'm saying is, if you don't like spicy food, uh, how are you? No, like, what are you getting at Mexican? Plenty restaurant? of Mexican food. You know, chicken quesadilla. You know, plenty of Mexican food that's not spicy. You know, I mean, that's you like would an get appetizer. like a plain chicken quesadilla. I that's a like Adam. I get a chicken burrito. I get you know, a chicken burrito. Unbelievable, oh, this guy. Oh man, um, can't handle spice. I don't like spicy food. My, <laughs> chicken wing. How do you get your chicken wings? Uh, hot, obviously, like Buffalo. Yeah, Miles. <laughs> no, Miles. God. Actually, I prefer teriyaki. Oh, teriyaki chicken wings are, my, I think, my Yeah, favorite. put a sweet sauce over it. There you go. Sugar it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, other Twitter poll is about your anniversary. How big of a deal is your wedding anniversary? Huge deal, 12.6%. Pretty big deal, 33.9%. Average deal, 36.3%. Not a big deal at all. Oh, no, the poll should have been, would you miss your, would you not celebrate your anniversary if you had a draft on the same day? Okay, let's do that then. Would you <laughs> miss your wedding anniversary to attend For your, fantasy your fantasy? Home league, put home league. Yeah, your home league fantasy football <laughs> draft. <laughs> the most important one. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Okay, on to the Apple Podcast questions. This is from C. Lawler. I knew when Schaefer jumped on there, it was going to be anti-Azer, by the way. Dear Julio, Ty, Luis, and JP, 
I have no idea. Those feel like Dodgers. Julio, hi, Luis, and JB. JP. Uh, nope, no, no, no idea. Nope, sorry. <laughs> I'm in a super flex auction draft, four point per passing touchdown. Who would you target in an auction four point per passing touchdown league instead of versus your six point ranks? Yeah, it doesn't all, uh, change all that much for me specifically. There are a few guys I would move up. Like I'm looking at my QB tier right tiers right now. You know, in a six point, I might move up my tier that has the Dak, Cousins, Geno, Rogers. But in a four point, I might move Daniel Jones a little more into that tier and maybe a few spots up. I might move Anthony Richardson a few spots up. I might move Deshaun Watson, who had, had surprisingly better rushing than I expected down the stretch last season, a few t- a few a few spots up. I might try to target Kyler Murray a little bit later, who I think you can get super cheap if you're drafting this weekend. Um, and we still don't know when he'll come back, but that is kind of why you'll get him cheap. So players like that, I might move Burrow a spot or two down behind maybe a Fields and a Jackson. Uh, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones, did you see that? I know you saw. Actually, I think I saw you tweet it. That throw he made, that touchdown in the corner of the end zone, what a throw. It was awesome, but it was practice. <laughs> I know. It was just a great throw. We need to temper our expectations. I want to see those types of things in games, and then I'll get excited. All right, next question here. I am offering Olave and Ramondre Stevenson. For Amonra St. Brown and Miles Sanders, do you think this is fair? No, I think it's a terrible trade for you. You'd rather have Olave and Ramondre? Of course. Uh, I think Olave is going to have it. I love what I'm seeing from Olave so far. I think he's going to have an amazing season. Not as good as Amonra St. Brown's, but the drop-off from Ramondre Stevenson to Miles Sanders is going to be a big one, in my opinion. Uh, what are you laughing? I at? said, would you miss your wedding anniversary to attend your home league fantasy football draft? And someone wrote back, you had me at wedding. <laughs> would you miss your wedding? <laughs> By the way, so far, seven votes. Six of them say yes, they would miss their anniversary. We'll keep an eye on it, folks. Okay. Uh, okay. What? By the way, you say you love you, what you've seen from Olave. He's not a player I've heard a ton about so far in training camp. What have you seen or heard about Olave? Just been listening to Derek. Derek Carr talked about him today about how he ran a route today that he he Carr basically said for a second year receiver to understand where I wanted him to break on that route. I think it was an option route to get away from Tyron Matthew is cutting to to intercept it. He's like I haven't seen that type of thing from a second year receiver, and that's kind of what we saw last season with Olave. It's just immediate explosion burst off the line of scrimmage. That leads to him getting vertical fast. He can win in the vertical game. Obviously, we saw the air yards last year, but I think that he also has that unique ability to stop and start and to get in and out of breaks at the top of his route. And so that's going to make him just a demon in the middle of the field. Well, on kind of just in breaking and out breaking routes in the intermediate range. I just think Olave is due for a really, really big year. And we know Derek Carr is not afraid to pepper that number one receiver with a lot of targets and really funnel a passing game through one player. So I just have high expectations for Olave this year. He's somebody I've moved up recently. This is from Wes Bob, dear Steven, D'Angelo, Anquan and Donald. Really no Bolden, Anquan Bolden. Yeah, I know, but Stephen Jackson, D'Angelo, Stephen Jackson, D'Angelo Williams. I I don't know what these people have in common. Yeah, me either. Dynasty question: Getting ready to push all in. How do you balance Stephen Jackson, D'Angelo Williams? Isn't that Rams running backs? Was D'Angelo Williams ever on the Rams? D'Angelo Williams was no. Okay, but what is that? Anquan Bolden wasn't on the Rams. No, and this is what okay. This no, is just bad. bad. Let's move on. Bad form. Uh, getting ready to push all in in dynasty, but how do you balance strengthening your current roster while allowing yourself a cushion in case luck doesn't fall your way in the playoffs? Um, I don't think you should look at it like allowing yourself a cushion when you're in this mode. What do you? What do you? What's that look for? He said, "Answer to the names is ungoogleable. It was my first four picks of the league in 2006." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that is very good um yeah but i think you do have to just make your decision and 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 kind of go all in on either building either trying to win now or rebuilding i just made the decision rebuild in a league just sent a package of tyreek hill alexander madison george kittle for a, a future first jordan addison and a future second and i'm at this point now in full sell mode And i think if you're in win now mode you just kind of lean into it and you don't worry about balancing things out all right so he picked Steven Jackson in round one, D'Angelo Williams in round two. Let's see how he did. Jackson had, uh, wow, he had like 2,300 total yards and 16 oh. touchdowns. 
Steven Jackson. That's awesome. D'Angelo Williams, I, I don't think, had a good year. He had a terrible year. Uh, so that was a bad pick. Anquan Bolden was... Anquan was wide receiver 15, and Donald Driver was wide receiver 6. Pretty good. Good job. Okay, next question is... Zach from the Seven Cities. What are those? Are those no game, the, the Game of Thrones? Seven no, Kingdoms? No, no, <laughs> no. No. Uh, y'all are awesome. You Thank you. Yeah, of course I watched Game of Thrones. You know this. Okay. 10-team PPR league, two quarterbacks, two flex, two tight ends, three receivers. Oh, hate two tight end leagues. Go on. I know drafts always end up depending on who is taken available, and you can't have a concrete plan going into one, but any general tips to keep in mind with this kind of roster? Two quarterbacks, two receivers. Get Kelsey three, if you can. Get three, Kelsey if you can is my okay. first tip. Three wide receivers, two Kelsey's tight ends, two flex. What? Ten team. Yeah, I'm trying to read the roster I was just here. You just, you just did it. You just did it. Know, I'm trying to read it again. No You're rereading. Yeah, I'm a rereader. I'm a repeater. You know that. Okay, go for it. I'm a repeater. You know that. No, that's all right. I already did it once. Um, all right, what are your... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of roster spots here, including Superflex. I would oh, prioritize, yeah. um, I would look, prioritize a, a great tight end if you could. Um, but if I don't get a great tight end, I think I'm fine with, you know, Ingram and Dulcich or something like that. But Superflex, I'm not Ugh. I'm not missing out on the Superflex. I want two top 15 to 18 quarterbacks if possible. If I was in this format, there's almost a 0% chance I'm investing anything at running back. I'm almost punting the position because I need to put my resources into quarterbacks. I need to find a way to get one of these top tight ends somehow, some way. I don't even... I want to get like a good second tight end. I don't even know what I... I, I, I can't be sitting here week after week with like, total of 5.3 points for my tight ends. And if you punt tight end in this format, you're going to get 5.3 points. But everyone's going to have a crappy tight end, pretty much. Yes, but if you have Kelsey and you hit on your second, you're going to have such a huge positional advantage. It's going to make up for anything you might lose out on at running back or receiver. If you have Kelsey, yeah, I bet anyone could hit on their second. So, I mean, would you take Kelsey and Andrews? I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I don't think anyone could hit on their second. That's my thing. I look at tight end now. I'm looking at my tears. No, <laughs> I just meant... I just meant There's the 20 need to be... I, yeah, I just meant ahead. that the, the Kelsey owner is just as likely to hit on his second one as the guy who, you know, the any any manager, right? It's like, Depending I can't just... Depending on if they prioritize it, right? All right, I'll just sum it up. A quarterback is still more important to me than tight end in this format. Okay, I agree. I think you're going to be able to find a lot of quarter, a lot of tight ends who are just the same toward the end of your draft to be your number two tight end, whereas quarterback, you're not going to have that luxury. I want to have a good one. All right. Uh, yeah, this is fair. from, I want to have two good ones. This is from HGHKOBV. Uh, Dear right. Mose, Creed, and Bob Vance, Advanced Refrigeration, and Daryl. These are office characters. Yeah. 10 team. Yeah. You know my stance on office. Yeah, the wrong one. 10 team half. It's a great show. It's just not as good as Parks and not close. 10 team half PPR league, not too competitive. I give up Chris Olave. And Alexander Madison, I get Amonra St. Brown and Joe Mixon. Yes. Yeah. Love this deal for you. All right. This is the best trade offer we've heard yet. Utah, Superflex Redraft, 10 team league. I have the 10th pick. Assuming the top nine picks are Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Lamar, Burrow, Herbert, McCaffrey, Jefferson, and Chase. That's six quarterbacks McCaffrey, Jefferson, and Chase. What do you do at the 10-11 turn? Do you go Fields so and Lawrence? Do, is, do you go Kelsey quarterback? What do you do? Fields for sure, because he there's a teardrop for me. He's my last guy in tier two. Um, so I'm definitely taking Justin Fields, and then I'm then I'm probably taking Kelsey as well. I'm probably going Fields, Kelsey. Definitely Kelsey for me, and then your favorite quarterback, Fields, Lawrence, whoever it is. This is a baked burger level question from Tyler. I know you Ooh. said no more keeper questions, Adam, but I'll make it a two-part question. Adam, has anyone ever confused you for Nathan Fielder? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a pretty you know who call. Nathan Fielder is? <laughs> Will you stop acting like you're so much cooler than I am that you know all the funny no, that's things? Not cool. That's not cool because I have no life and I watch a lot of TV. That doesn't make me cool. But do you, do you know who that is, right? Do you see I, Nathan for you? Yes. Nathan for you is amazing. 
I love Nathan for you. It's like up there for top five comedies of all time. I'm trying to now figure out if I think you remind me of Nathan Fielder. You don't really look that much like him, but you kind of look like him. I can kind of see it, but not really, not fully. <laughs> Voice tone, no, not really. I don't really see you as like a Nathan Fielder type. I, think, I see you more as like a Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld type. Like Jerry a, Seinfeld? Like the high-pitched voice. You know how you have that high-pitched voice at times? That's why you know how Jerry, what's the deal with it? You know, you kind of do a little Seinfeld with the high-pitched voice type thing. Schaefer, can you pull up a side-by-side? Can you pull up a picture of Nathan Fielder? And we'll do a side-by-side here. Yeah, let's see a side-by-side with Azer and Fielder. Okay. <laughs> let's get Dan out, out of the picture just for a second. Let's see. Uh, oh, I, I thought I thought my stream, my picture would get bigger there. Turn your head toward it. I I can kind of see it. Not 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 really though. Yeah, I'm trying to do his face, and I'm pointing, but nobody. And you don't have it. like the dry humor. You're you have like more of a a, a damper brand of humor, if that makes any sense. <laughs> He's got like the dry humor. He's very <laughs> funny. And for the if anybody so remembers. Funny. That story that was all over the news about the goat who saved the pig or the pig who saved the goat. I think it was the pig who yeah. saved the goat in the water. Uh, Nathan Fielder completely manufactured that as a publicity stunt. And I didn't That's know that. That's not his only one. Oh, really? He did that with dumb Starbucks, too. Do you remember that one? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That was also all over the news. He's literally like fooled news stations multiple times. It's incredible. I will say this though, his new show wasn't that I didn't like that much. No. It was a little too weird. Did you see that I one? I watched only one episode and love it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, even without loving it, there's some moments where I cracked up. But last thing, yeah. my favorite thing from that show was the pizza delivery, uh, the pizza company or the pizza place where he said, We're going to do delivery and here's what we're going to do we're going to tell everyone that we're going to deliver in five minutes. And if we don't get there on time, you get a free pizza. And the guy's like, oh, no, yeah, you got a free pizza. And the guy's like, I, I can't do that. He's like, don't worry. The pizza's going to be this big. And it was the size of like a, not even a basketball. It was like the size, the size of like a, a little kid. So it was so good because some of his pranks don't land as well with the with the public as the others. That one landed so well. The people got so angry yeah. when they received that little pizza. They were so pissed off. Just brilliant. Okay, sorry. Back to the show. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have Tony Pollard in the eighth or Ken Walker in the tenth? Pollard, easy, yeah, Pollard. really easy. This is from Scumbag Joe. Saquon in the third, Amonra in the sixth, Dobbins in the sixth, Damian Pierce in the seventh, Rashad Bateman in the eighth, Christian Kirk eighth, Dallas Goddard ninth, Ken Walker tenth, James Cook tenth, Jordan Love eighteenth round superflex pick two. Amon Rob Barkley. Yeah. Easy. Uh, yeah. Well, Jordan Love in the like 18th Lovin. is interesting. I know. I just don't like him at all. All right. Fine. EST 1992 or established 1992. Hey, Dan, Bob, Ryan, and Jay. Mm, no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Who do I keep? PPR. I need two. Eckler in the second, Waddle in the fourth, Adams in the sixth, Taylor in the ninth. Oh, wow. Olave in the 14th, Fields in the 15th, Ramondre in the Whoa. 16th. Whoa. I think I'm going Olave and Ramondre. I got these wrong. Value how? I got these wrong. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's Waddle in the second, Adams in the fourth, mm -hmm. Taylor in the sixth, Olave in the ninth. Fields in the 14th round, Ramondre in the 15th round. I think I'm still going Ramondre and Olave, personally. Yeah. Okay. It's just great value. And we have another keeper question here, which I hate, but I appreciate the five-star <laughs> reviews. And we have to go soon anyway, because Dan has to go to the dentist at 2.30, which sounds like a joke, but it's, it's legit. Look at these beautiful teeth. You know why it's a Not. joke, right? You know the 2.30 joke? Yeah, tooth hurdy. Tooth hurdy, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, tooth hurdy. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, you didn't know the joke. Uh, he's I keeping Jamar Chase in the third and Christian Watson for a 12th. Pick one. Samaj P. Ryan in the 16th, Evan Ingram in the 16th, Damian Pierce in the fourth, or James Cook in the seventh? P. Ryan, yeah. next question. From okay. I'm fine with that. Tog Jones. Cup or ETN? 
in the third, or Cup in the third, ETN in the twelfth. Oh. Or what is this? That's it. No. We'll start with ETN in the twelfth for sure. That's five. Right. Oh, I get it. Okay. So he can keep one of those, and if he does, it'd be the second year in a row that he's keeping ETN in the twelfth, and he would lose his second keeper. Or he can keep any combination of two from Jalen Hurts in the seventh, Jamison Williams in the thirteenth, Hopkins in the eighth, mm-hmm. or Burks in the eleventh. I'm sticking with it. ETN? Yeah, I'm sticking it's with ETN. The value's just too good. Yeah. That is interesting, though. This is from Matt Bav. He says, can't believe Dan can't wrap his head around oil of Olay. Agreed. I mean, I don't know why you can't believe it. We've had multiple people recently come out and say, I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it in YouTube comments that it's a bad take by Adam. It's not a good reference. Um, look, <laughs> the commercials that are supposedly out there, I've never seen one. Okay? I don't even know what Olay is. Uh, yeah, it's oil of Olay. Brand, it's a brand. Yeah. Oil. I don't really want to say that in case they're a sponsor at some point, but probably a great brand and great products. But <laughs> look, I've never seen it before. <laughs> I've never seen it before and I've never seen the commercials. And so it's just a random reference. It's like me saying like, let me think of something that Adam doesn't know. You can't think of like, any. You can't. You're bad at this. Okay. Yeah, I am. Well, actually, I had a really good team name in our Dynasty League, though. Tell me that was good. And you didn't even like appreciate that enough. What like, was Dan I thought you were going to Live from the toilet? Live from the toilet, like yeah, live from the toilet. Like I thought, I thought you'd love that. You just want the puns, like you're just. Oh, yeah, I, need I like a pun, pun, a funny pun. I like pun. Pun guy, I'm a pun guy. <laughs> yep. All right, ten team. I'll think of a pun for you. You, you will not. You have about two minutes. You, there's no way you will think of anything. In fact, I will read and answer this Apple Podcast question while you will not think of a pun. Uh, the question okay. is: Do I keep Josh Jacobs in the sixth? Jalen Hurts in the seventh, Dalvin or James Cook or some Cook in the ninth, or Trevor Lawrence in the sixteenth round. Um, and I would keep right now. I would keep Josh Jacobs in the sixth. If not him, I would keep Trevor Lawrence in the sixteenth. With that keeper in mind, who do I take at one hundred and five? Top four is likely Jefferson, McCaffrey, Chase, Eckler. I'm leading Cup or Kelsey. I'm going Cup still. So do you have my answers? I think I go Kelsey. All right, what do you got, pun boy? Oh, I didn't say I was going to do it. I wasn't talking about now. Like, I'll come up with one in a league we're in, and oh. you'll see it, and then I'll bring it up and think. Okay, right, How about um, taste, taste the Dwayne bow? How about that one? Okay, you know people have done that like a million times. It's totally not original. <laughs> so yeah, I thought I'd sneak that through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job, though. <laughs> Uh, all right. uh, I think it's been reading Dwayne Bowe is really what it was. But How about Tony Soprano? Kadarius Tony, if you have him on your roster. Or Tony Pauly. Tony with an E. Yeah, really, really yeah. good, Dan. Really good. <laughs> Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. Have an awesome weekend. We'll talk to you Monday with preseason rankings movers on Fantasy Football Today. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.